5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are finishing off the week on a good note, and it is because we're going to close with grace. And James chapter 4, verse 6, and he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If you've been paying attention, we've been going over James, and James uh, can be a difficult book to process because he's trying to get some really important truths across to fellow believers, to the church. And he's warning against all kinds of things like favoritism. He's saying, watch your tongue uh, to encourage to continue to to embrace godly wisdom instead of worldly wisdom to in, avoid pride and and all kinds of covetous cravings um adultery right and adultery even as we talked about the last couple of days not in our spousal relationships but yet in the case of us and God, we can't try to have both the world and God. So these are all difficult concepts because we should feel convicted because this is what it was meant to do. It's trying to shake us from just a, a another ho-hum kind of Christianity. It's like, you know, are we trying to build the church into the you know revelation that you know the book of revelation has uh, the church of laodicea which has often been uh, compared to the church in in the, the western world um why because the the church in laodicea you know is lukewarm so it's it's neither hot nor cold Right, so it's not just like ah, oh, like this whole thing's you know a crock and runs away. We've got some of that in the in the Western world, but we also don't have people, and we have some you know maybe some people who are trying to to uh, to be on fire for for God and for the kingdom, um, but yet for the most part, what categorizes the Western Church is its lukewarmness and. In Revelation, this is the warning. It says God's going to spit us out, right? So from the very beginning, God says that he opposes the proud, right? Anybody who's trying to, uh, you know, continue to try to elevate themselves, we can see God's not for it. And there are some points that we don't see where God's necessarily speaking out, but he's also not in, in favor of it. You know, when, when Solomon, you know, takes the reins, you know, as king, and it says that he's one of the wisest men that's, that's ever lived, or even is the wisest person that's ever lived, and, and yet when you're looking at, at what Solomon is embracing, is that he's taking in all kinds of different things, right? So there's, he's taking on a new wife, uh, you know, a new concubine, and they're bringing their you know, whole religious background. And instead of being able to just say, you know, let's talk through it, he just embraces it. Well, let's just embrace everything. This is a danger. And and so even in that, God's God is saying, you know, to, you know, like even back in that time, like, that's, that's just foolish. And you're going to see that Solomon actually 
brings Israel to ruins. Like he's the one that starts the, you know, is the beginning of the, the exile. And so when you're looking at this, God opposes those who are trying to elevate themselves. And you can see it in the Old Testament. You can see it all the way into the last book of the Bible, Revelation. And you'll see that God opposes the proud, but he is showing favor to the humble, which is why we get into all of these topics of rich and poor, because the richer are and often are categorized as those who are not humble. Why? Because they have things, they have stuff, and so they don't need to re, you know, rely on anybody else. And the poor don't, don't have very much, and so they are often categorized as humble. But that's, you know, again, we're not going to spend time on that. We know it's not just the rich or just the poor and put them in those camps. But we're saying, where are we humble today? Where are we humble to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to rely on God, because when we're looking at James chapter 4, we see all kinds of difficulty here, right? God, you know, James is calling us out, and we can then end up in despair and just say, wow, this, you know, I, there's too much, I can't do it, and, and I hope that's what happens to you. I hope that this leads you to say, I can't do anything, because this is where then in verse 6, where it says, but God gives grace generously. God gives grace generously. God's not looking to be able to just run around and condemn everybody and run around and figure out where you're going to mess up so that he can you know, cut you off at the knees. God is at his core. Loving kindness, grace is pouring out of God. And and this is the good news for us because, you know, if we can get caught up in in all the ways in which James is pointing out how we failed and and where we're not good uh good followers of Jesus, um but then there's these glimpses, right? God gives grace generously. And, and we know that we can be brought back. And we know that even sometimes in our pride, it's going to be hard to understand that God is, is graciously bringing us back in. But it's where in our failures, in our confessions, that we're embracing something bigger. So hopefully that gives you something to think about. Um, we're going to be not talking about uh, James on Sunday at Tabor Church anymore, but I'm going to continue because we got plenty more to talk about uh, next week and probably even the week after as we're going to look at James 4 and 5 still. So have a great weekend, everybody, and we will uh, see you next week. Take care.